Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Now, we are 15 episodes on from episode 200 when me, Chris Broholm and Kirsten Cable uh, sat down for our little fireside chat that was done in the middle of the summer with a few glasses of uh, alcoholic beverages in in hand. And if you remember, towards the end of that episode, Chris helpfully suggested that um, we all, both uh, myself, Chris and, and Kirsten, choose one person each, three lucky winners, to receive um, our entire library catalogue whatever we want to call it, our life's works, so to speak, of uh, language learning material and courses and things like that. And so today, before we uh, answer today's question, I would like to uh, announce the winners of this. These are three lucky people who have posted pictures of, of, of themselves or their language learning setting, their language learning scene. And it was a very difficult decision because everyone is obviously all of you who listen to the podcast are all fantastic and, uh, and you all are passionate, dedicated language learners. So it was very, very difficult to choose. But nevertheless, we chose one person each. And uh, if you, if this is you, if you can, if you're, you're listening to this, which hopefully you are, then get in touch, drop us an email. You can uh, email me is the best thing to do. Ollie at I will teach you a language.com. Let uh, me know that it's you. And I'll just do a quick verification. And then you will be sent absolutely everything which will keep you um, busy for a very, very long time indeed. All of our courses, books, stuff like that. Uh, it's a wonderful prize. So the three people are, the three winners are, first of all, Louise. Congratulations, Louise. Uh, Louise has uh, decided not to take a photo of her bookshelf, but posted an image of her walking in the countryside uh, where she goes to listen to podcasts in the language that she's learning, which is fantastic. So congratulations, Louise. Next, number two, we have Anna. Anna, you posted a picture of yourself with uh, in Japan with a, a group of volunteer Japanese teachers, which is fantastic. It's something I, I used to do as well when I was living in, uh, in Kyose, in, uh, on the Seburikibukurosen in Western, <laughs> Western Tokyo. So congratulations to you as well. You win... Um, access to everything that uh, myself, Chris and Kirsten create. So send us an email. And then lastly, number three, Luis. Luis, congratulations. It sounds a, a bit like Louise, but it's not. It's, a, it's not, just in case you thought it was a duplicate. Uh, Luis has sent in a, a picture of a fantastic mind, a multicolored mind map about his journey learning German and also a very, very long, inspiring comment as well. So congratulations to the three of you, Louise, Luis, and Anna. Please send me an email to ollie at com, and we will get you access to everything that you uh, that you have, have won. Congratulations again and, you know, best of luck to all of you, to the three of you, but to everyone else as well uh, in, uh, in uh, achieving your dreams and your goals with with language learning. It's a great pleasure for me to be able to speak to you and to have to play some kind of part in, in that. So I'm just grateful for, for, for you, for your support, and happy to be able to, to, to give back in a small way. And I'm sure Kirsten and Chris will echo 
those sentiments. So congratulations to the three of you. Now, before we answer today's question from Neil, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show. Another place where you can get a fantastic deal. In fact, it's $10 worth of free lesson credit and it is with italki. And it's the place that I get all of my language lessons from. If you like, if you'd like to get this $10 worth of credit, which equates to about at least two, two trial lessons, if not three, then you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free lesson. All right, then let's hear today's question from Neil. Hi, Ollie. This is Neil again, and I have a question about language triangulation. I've been studying Spanish now for two years and have reached a reasonably good conversational level, approximately B2, thanks largely to your podcasts, your courses, your recommendations, and yes, the fluent Spanish Academy. I'm considering trying to reinitiate my French, which I left behind over 20 years ago after seven years of struggling and failing to learn it while living in Montreal. This was the pre-internet, pre-Ollie era, and language learning resources were not that inspiring back then. I have gone back over your podcast on advice how to learn a third language that is close to your second. I am totally paranoid about losing my Spanish if I decide to focus on French. Learning Spanish has totally obliterated my ability to form even basic sentences in French. I want to continue increasing my Spanish fluency, and I want Spanish to be my dominant second language. At the same time, I feel an obligation and a desire to refine that long-lost French, but not at the expense of continuing to grow my Spanish. I don't really want to hold off on French until my Spanish is clearly advanced, because that might take forever. The message I seem to be getting from your previous podcast is that I should work on both together so I can develop the ability to separate the two related languages in my mind. I just read about the principle of language triangulation and see that Glossica offers the option of combining languages to assist in this. I'm curious about your opinion on triangulation. Additionally, if you approve of triangulation, how would you recommend incorporating other learning activities such as italki lessons, reading, etc., into a learning plan for both languages? Thanks so much. Okay, Neil, thank you very much for your question. It's great to hear from you and uh, interesting question as always. I'd expect nothing less from you. And um, yeah, I mean, congratulations on your Spanish. It's great to see that you've done so well that you've got so far. Two years is a decent amount of time to be working with Spanish, uh, especially when, you know, you, you work as hard as you do. And, and it's great that you've got to that level. I also think it is great to start to look at French. I think it's the right time as well because... You know, having reached a kind of B2 good conversational level in, in Spanish, I think you've done the hard work and you're right to say that becoming, you know, totally fluent in the language you know, may well be, uh, it may well take forever. It won't take forever, but it will, it's an ongoing process. It's a, any language is a lifetime's work, right? So you're right to say that. I think you have also reached the level at which I would begin to recommend that you do, that you can, if you want to, pick up a second language, which is about that, that B2 level. What I found is that, and I've said this many times before on the podcast, that once you do get to that kind of B2 level, you may well get rusty in the language if you put it to one side, but you will never, you will, you will have it forever. Okay. Now, as to your concern, I think that it is, it is a valid concern. And I think it's inevitable that when you start learning French, it will impact on your Spanish at some, at some in some way. However, because you've got to that good level, it will never be lost. The worst that will ever happen is that you just, your brain gets a bit scrambled for a while as you 
kind of recalibrate to 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 French. But I don't think it's a problem. I think it's totally normal. And as long as you uh, as long as you take the long view and you trust that you will be able to get the Spanish back when you need it, if it does get a bit scrambled, then I think that's absolutely fine. For the um, is it the, the bit that I'm going to pick up on in, in what you've said in your message is the, the idea that you should work on both languages together. Now, the background between that for that statement that I that I've made a number of times is, is the following. Uh, so I learned Spanish first, learned it to a good level, then I went to Brazil, learned Portuguese to a good level, and then I came back home, tried to speak Spanish, and I couldn't. Not very well, anyway. And so what I had to do was then go out and practice using my Spanish and Portuguese together so I could start to separate them in my brain. That is very different from saying I'm trying to learn both languages at the same time. I actually learned them separately. I learned them both to a high level, but separately. And during the time I was learning Portuguese, I pretty much didn't speak Spanish at all because I was in Brazil at the time uh, for much of it anyway. So this the, 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 the point about using both languages to, together... It's kind of what happens later, or what comes later in the game, and it's it's developing the ability to switch between languages at, at will, and that for me is almost like learning a, a, a different language altogether. It's developing a separate skill. Regarding the French, you're gonna ha- you will have some memory of it because although you might feel that you can't put sentences together right now, that's just because you haven't been using it. All right, so as soon as you get back to it, you'll you'll find a faster, a far faster path through French than you did with Spanish, because not only do you have that memory from school, but also you, you, this is not your first rodeo anymore. Okay, you know how you learn languages, you know how you know you, you've got things that work for you. So you're going to find learning French is far easier. You're going to know what to expect, and you'll come at it with a, with a stronger mindset. But you are going to have to. Approach French as as if it were your your first foreign language, which means you're going to have to dedicate yourself to it. I wouldn't suggest that you try to spend equal amounts of time on French and Spanish because then you're essentially kind of not you're only dipping your toe in the water, so to speak, and you, you're taking this fear of losing Spanish and you're letting that impact on your French. I think to go for French, you have to go at it full force with your you know with your full with your whole heart and just say, look, okay, I am doing French now. And you can take, you can treat it as a trial period. The Spanish, if, if losing Spanish in the short term is an immediate concern for you, then why not set yourself a three month challenge? Say, right, I am just going to spend three months, but I'm going to go at French like there's no tomorrow. I'm going to really devote myself to it, really apply myself to it and see how far I can get. And then the worst case is that you spent three months away from Spanish and that if you really feel like it's not working for you, you can always, you can always pull the plug and you can go back to Spanish and you know what's the worst that can happen in three months not very much okay so I I think that the, the most important thing is that as you start to take on French then you know don't don't take any half measures put Spanish to one side by all means go out and speak it and use it watch movies and you know enjoy the language that's what it's there for after all but I wouldn't try to keep learning it because I would try to use all the available time you've got to really focus on French you know I was in Montreal recently and I really Every time I go to Montreal, I really enjoy the, hearing and using French there because I, I mentioned this a few episodes ago, but I didn't have a particularly, I didn't, I wouldn't have said that I was enamored with French after spending time in Paris. <laughs> Not at all. Um, and I think that's why I've never really developed this kind of love for French. But I find when I go to Montreal and I, and I see the way French is used there culturally, I find it very, very appealing. And I, I've, I like it very much. And I really, you know, having had that experience myself 
I am, you know, I, I, I'm really excited for you to actually go back and kind of rekindle that because I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And, uh, and it's, it's just more, it's more growth, isn't it? It's more, uh, more personal growth for you to take on that language and to, and to, and to apply everything you've learned, everything you've worked so hard for in, in Spanish. I mean, Neil, you're a very deep thinker, I know, and you're very, you know, you really like to understand things and you really like to, uh, go at things with, with, with all your energy. So I think, you know, taking everything that you've learned over the last couple of years and applying that to French is going to be a wonderful experience and you're going to grow and learn in, in all kinds of ways that you probably can't predict right now. Uh, that's the only kind of predictable thing for me learning a new language is that it's, it's that it's very unpredictable and you, and you don't know what you're going to learn. So I think it's great. Now, in terms of triangulation, I've not heard this term before and I know that people use, uh, use the term laddering. That's what we covered that we talked about laddering in episode 106 richard simcott um talks about bridging so using one language to bridge to another we discussed that in episode 14 of the podcast right near the beginning uh the basic point though is that you are using one language to learn another so this is the second part of your question is like well once you have um decided to learn french and you're going to go at it with with a you know full force so to speak should you use spanish to learn french now i got to say like i've tried this in the past and i just find that it slows down things a little bit too much you know i i i think that if you here's what i would say in a nutshell if you pick up a book on learning French and the books in Spanish, for example, you're using Spanish to learn French and you find that you can go through the material and use the access the material in just as effective a way as if it were in English. In other words, the fact that you're using Spanish is not slowing you down at all in your learning and not complicating matters too much. Then I'd say go for it. Personally, I found that when I've tried to do this before, I just get a bit frustrated because what I really want to do is learn the new language. And I'm kind of happy to put the the other language to one side for a while, but I, I'm kind of reluctant to to talk too much about that because I all I know is that it hasn't worked very well for me. I prefer just to. I'm a big fan of using your mother tongue for language learning. I think that is totally valid, and there's all kinds of benefits to doing that. So I, I think you would uh, tr- if you're going to do that. If you want to explore that, Neil, then try a few different mediums to to, to try to come to, to reach your own conclusion. So get a book. You can get like Asimil French in Spanish, for example. Uh, you could also go for Glossica, although I wouldn't use Glossica as a beginning source for French. I think it's much more important. It's more, it's, it's important to use more uh, holistic stuff. So I'd get a good textbook, and I would, um, I would just go just spend. You know, what we always talk about here: spend lots of time listening and reading. You'll find, Neil, I think, especially in your case, that your existing knowledge of French, albeit from some time ago, combined with your knowledge of Spanish is going to make it... You, you're going to be able to notice and learn so much um, fairly easily, providing you just expose yourself to the whole language. You know, so you, you might even find that if you pick up my short story book, um, French Short Stories for Beginners, uh, which is available on Amazon, you might find that just sitting down and reading that... Is all you might find that you you almost it's almost possible for you to just access that already because it's at a, it's at a, an accessible level, uh, so you could try that. that. That's not in Spanish though. I guess that's that's, that's completely in French. But um, 
you know, you might also be able to find uh, if you, if you um, search for learning French in Spanish. So actually, go to Google and search in Spanish "Cómo aprender el francés." Uh, then you might find Spanish blogs about learning French. I don't know. I think you really the only way you can do this is to actually search for a few different resources in different mediums and just see what sits with you. And I think it's vital that you find something that sits well with you. Whatever you do, don't just kind of force yourself through it because you because you're worried about learning about forgetting Spanish. I, if if I'm able, or if you'd allow me to give you permission to set the Spanish to one side whilst you learn French. If that would help, then by all means, go for it. Friends of mine who do or who have learnt languages through other languages typically tell me that the main benefit of doing so is not necessarily to keep up the other language, but it's to streamline the process of learning the grammar because it's already understood. So, for example, uh, many people learn Cantonese using Mandarin Chinese texts. And, of course, you can only do that if you read Chinese already, but the huge benefit of doing that is that the languages are almost the same. Certainly, kind of, you know, grammatically and semantically, they're, they're very, very similar. So, using a Chinese textbook, a, a Chinese textbook is not going to explain. There's all going to be going to be all kinds of things that the Chinese textbook doesn't explain about Cantonese because it doesn't need to because it's the same in Chinese, right? Whereas, if you have an English textbook, it has to explain all this stuff that is unfamiliar to the to the English ear or to the English eye or the English brain, I guess. All right. So, I think typically that's the main benefit of of learning another language through another. Now, in the case of French, you know, you are... The grammatical concepts don't differ widely between English, Spanish, and French. I mean, there are some differences. But those differences are... between The differences between English and Spanish and French are as nuanced between English and Spanish as they are between Spanish and French. So I don't think there's any big benefit to learning, learning uh, French through Spanish. Certainly not in the same way that it would be to learn Cantonese through Chinese, for example or to learn Polish through Russian, or, or, or something like that. So the last part of your question, Neil, was about was asking for recommendations for learning, for organising your learning at, in order to take on French and Spanish at the same time. But as you've probably gathered by now, um, I, I don't recommend you do that. I think I would I would prefer to give you full permission to set aside Spanish for a, for a, for a period of time in order to focus on your French, because I think that's how you're going to get far more enjoyment and results out of the process as well. If you decide to learn French through Spanish, then by all means do that. But the criteria, you know, just be clear that the, the, the criteria always has to be what's best for my learning of French, not, not how, not kind of trying to clandestinely keep up your Spanish at the same time, if you know what I mean, because you will make different learning decisions, I think. On the whole, until you're at the point where you just kind of enjoy the intrinsic challenge of using one language to learn another, and you're just kind of becoming this kind of technical linguist, which many people out there are, and they enjoy that, I think on the whole, it is far better to sort of simply stick to one thing, go at things simply, don't muddy the waters, and uh, but just try your your hardest in the most straightforward possible way. So I hope that's helpful, Neil. Do come back in a few months' time and let us know how you get on. I mean, I, I do think that for you, given your concerns, what I would recommend is setting a strict time period of three months and just saying, right, I'm going to go at this for this period of time and then reevaluate after that. Give that a try. I think it might work for you. If you would like to ask me a question, you can do so by going to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask. Now, at the end of every episode, I'd like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And in this 
in Neil's question, he mentioned uh, Glossika triangulating languages. Now, I've been digging around, and um, Glossika is a uh, a software, well, not really software, it's a product where it, you get a thousand sentences in uh, in a language, which you then learn, and the, the idea being that those 1,000 sentences are very, very powerful and they help you express yourself very quickly. It's a great product, I recommend it, I've used it myself. And what they have done is they've started to create these what they've called custom courses. So you can learn one language through another. So you might decide, for example, to learn Korean through Japanese or French through Spanish or Polish through Russian. And you can literally go through and you can select the languages that you want to combine. It's very interesting. It might appeal to to some of you. It's not easy to, easy to find on their website, actually. So I've you probably won't find it if you go directly there. What I've done is I've, I've got the link that will take you to this custom course builder page for Glossika. And you can find it in the show notes. So go to IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash episode 215. And there's a link there in the, in the resources part of the show notes, which will, um, which you can click through to and have a, have a bit of a play around with. Who knows? You might find something that you like and fancy a bit of a challenge. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course.